0: Chapter 31 of John Dean of Nottingham Historic Adventures by Land and Sea. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Johns, Salt Lake City, Utah. John Dean of Nottingham Historic Adventures by Land and Sea by William Henry Giles Kingston. Chapter 31 Dame Pearson's History, Engagement Between the Pirate and Queen's Ship. Pearson all this time had never appeared, though Elizabeth told Jack that he was still on the island. One day, however, he heard his voice raised to a high and angry pitch, very unlike the calm tone in which he used generally to speak. "'This is the sort of watch you fellows keep over your prisoners?' Pearson was exclaiming while you are in your drunken fits, the whole island might be attacked and taken, and all our vessels cut out. You say you do not know when they got off? Then why did you not, the instant you made the discovery, put to sea in the first vessel you could get ready, and make chase after them? Go! Hasten now, villains! They can scarcely be many leagues away, and are sure to be steering a course for Port Royal some grumbling remonstrances were heard in return to this address well knaves well you shall sail in the sloop and i'll follow in the ship as soon as she can be got ready for sea exclaimed the pirate chief if you are afraid of being caught by a queen's ship we shall be in time to save you from hanging why and if not you will only meet the fate which is certain to be yours one of these days "'And yours too, Captain,' shouted one of the men. "'Why do you bring that up before us?' "'Mary, indeed, because I have a fancy to please you. "'There's this difference between us, however. "'You are afraid of it, and would do any sneaking thing to avoid the noose. "'I have no fear of that, or anything else, "'and so would not step out of my way to escape it. "'And now delay no longer, but be off with you all.' "'I'll be down at the harbour anon, and we'll see how quickly we gentlemen rovers can get a ship ready for sea.' From the conversation he had overheard, Jack thus knew that his friends had escaped. At the same time he dreaded the consequences of their being overtaken, well knowing from the temper of the pirate and his followers that, should they be captured, they would have but little chance of preserving their lives.' he earnestly hoped therefore that they might escape safely to port royal two days after this he heard from elizabeth that pearson and his followers had left the island in their big ship now you may without risk tell my kind second mother who you are it will make her more ready i doubt not to plead for you with her husband should such become necessary if your friends escape him he will probably return in a very bad humor, and be much disposed to wreak his vengeance on your head,' said Elizabeth. Elizabeth very naturally took every opportunity of being with Jack alone, that she might hear more about her parents, of whom he had so much to tell, as also of his own adventures. The more he saw of her, the more he was struck by her natural refinement, and intelligence, and the amount of information which she had been able to obtain. At length the secret was told to Dame Pearson. At first she would scarcely believe that Jack was the same youth she had formerly known, and she had to examine his countenance very narrowly before she would believe his and Elizabeth's assertions. At length, however, she was convinced. "'I see no more reason to doubt,' she observed, after all, that you should have changed from a drover to a naval officer, than that we, after living quiet lives as farmers in old England, should have become outcasts and wanderers on the earth. Jack had almost recovered even before Pearson left the island, but he did not wish to appear so, lest it should be the signal for his being dismissed from the cottage. Now, however, being able to leave the house, he rapidly regained his strength, and was able to walk about the island in company with elizabeth those were happy days he no longer concealed from himself that he had given her his heart and he had good reason to suspect that he possessed hers in return they took care in their walks to keep at a good distance from the huts the permanent residence in the island consisting chiefly of old buccaneers and the wives and families of others away in the ships these latter were however chiefly mulattoes or negresses and if any of them caught sight of him and elizabeth they merely stared taking him probably for one of the buccaneers he passed his evenings in company with dame pearson and elizabeth reading and talking while they sat at their work the poor lady was at first somewhat reserved but as her confidence in jack was established she described to him her grief and sorrow when she discovered the course her husband proposed to pursue. On the discovery of the Jacobite plot, believing that he himself would be betrayed, he suddenly determined to quit England, said the dame, continuing a narrative she had begun. Going to a seaport, he at first took out a license as a privateer. That was bad enough, for his crew were bold and daring— and were constantly chasing or being chased, now and then fighting, but generally only attacking unarmed traders, Not knowing what to do with Elizabeth, and finding she was not averse to accompanying us, I had at first consented to bring her to sea, not at all aware of the life we were to lead. Although several prizes were thus taken, this slow mode of gaining wealth did not suit the captain or the majority of his men— and they therefore resolved to go out to the west indies and to hoist the black flag the plan had been kept from dame pearson and her daughter but they heard of it though they in vain urged pearson to abandon the undertaking he laughed at their scruples and promised that in a few years they would make enough to enable them to retire to virginia or to some other plantation and there settle down and enjoy the fruits of their enterprise why should not i do as well as sir henry morgan and fifty other fine fellows have done he exclaimed to be sure some have lost their lives but they were either drunkards or too audacious but i am much too careful to be caught as they were he only laughed at his wife when she pointed out to him the sinfulness of this proposed occupation and at length told her that he had been a robber all his life, and that he had no intention of turning an honest man till he had made his fortune. This was the first intimation the poor woman had had of his career on shore, whatever might have been her suspicions on the subject. She was anxious on her own account, and still more unhappy on that of Elizabeth, when she found that nothing would turn her husband from his resolution still he had not lost all his former respect for her and at length he consented to fix his abode on the island where jack had found her she had therefore only to wait patiently hoping that he would soon put in execution the plan he had proposed of finally settling down in one of the plantations she had kept elizabeth as much as possible in ignorance of pearson's character but she had however at length found it out, and, though looking at him with a feeling somewhat akin to horror, still she had determined not to desert, even should she have the opportunity, the kind woman who had adopted her and ever treated her as a daughter. Elizabeth herself, however, was not free from annoyances, for her youth and beauty had attracted the attention of several of the buccaneers, or, as they called themselves, gentlemen of fortune and two or three of the officers, who looked upon their qualifications as superior to those of their companions, had made overtures to their chief for the hand of his supposed daughter. She, however, had rejected them with scorn, and Pearson still entertained so much respect and regard for her that he had sworn that no man should have her against her will." ah master Dean, you little know what quarrels have taken place about her said the dame one day when elizabeth was absent three or four duels have been fought to my certain knowledge and one young man among the gang was run through the body and killed because he had sworn that no other than himself should be her husband at last the captain had to declare that he would shoot the first man who killed another in any duel about her and that for a time put a stop to the quarrels among them i always thought myself that she was of gentle blood from the account my husband gave me of the lady who placed her in his arms and i am thankful therefore that she should not have been thrown away on any one beneath the rank of a gentleman still more on any of these ruffian buccaneers who in spite of all their boasting "'would very soon have broken her heart. "'The only wife fit for one of them "'is a girl who is pleased with being covered with gold chains "'and rings and jewels, and cares nothing for her husband's love. "'I know by experience how sad a thing it is "'for a wife to be mated to a man below her in rank, "'however kind and generous he may be. "'Such my husband has always been to me since he saved my life,' but I was born and educated as a gentlewoman, and I have frequently had cause to fill a difference between us. Since my marriage I have never met with any of my family. They were all dispersed in the civil wars. Many of my brothers were probably killed fighting on the king's side, and the youngest had set his heart on following the sea, which he probably did. But as our home was broken up, there was no place to which I could write." to obtain tidings of them jack felt that he should be very sorry when the pleasant life he was now leading should come to an end he spent his days in greater ease and idleness than he had enjoyed since he left home most of the time sitting by the side of elizabeth or taking walks with her along the seashore or through the woods one day as he was sitting on a rock by the seaside with elizabeth holding her hand in his and talking of that happy future of which lovers delight to discourse a white speck appeared in the horizon which they well knew to be a sail gradually it increased in size higher and higher it rose till the white canvas of a tall ship appeared above the long unbroken line in the distance the hull next came in sight and the ship glided on rapidly towards the island while the lovers were watching her Wondering what she could be, whether the pirate vessel or some stranger, another appeared in the same spot where she had first been seen. Gradually the sails of that one also rose upward, till the whole ship came in sight. Both of them were nearly before the wind, carrying as much canvas as they were able to bear. The first came rapidly on. "'She is bound in for the harbor, observed Jack, and from my recollection of the vessel which boarded us when I was made prisoner, I have no doubt that that is the same. If so, we must expect to have the pirate and his gang on shore again. But what can that other vessel be? asked Elizabeth, pointing towards the stranger. Jack stood up to examine her, shading his eyes with his hand. She looks to me wonderfully like a man of war.' it is possible that she may be in chase of the pirate and see here comes another vessel her topsails are already above the horizon and a third also the pirates have brought a whole host of their enemies down upon them the authorities in jamaica have i know long been on the lookout to discover the headquarters of the buccaneers they have come for the purpose of attacking the island and will not let a pirate escape if they can help it ah see there flies out the black flag a daring fellow commands that vessel and depend upon it he is resolved to fight it out to the last the queen's ship has hoisted her colors also the object of the other is to disable her before her consorts can come up and if he succeeds in that he hopes to get into the harbor and there defend himself the rock on which dean and elizabeth had taken their seat commanded not only a view of the sea and of the entrance of the harbor but also of a considerable part of the harbor itself they could thus from their position watch all that was taking place the royal cruiser under all sail had stood in shore to intercept the piratical vessel which it was naturally supposed would make for the harbor and it was important therefore to prevent her doing this it was only indeed when the wind blew right in that a vessel could enter under sail on other occasions it was necessary to warp or tow her in an operation which could not be performed under the fire of an enemy the pirate finding that he could not get into the harbour unmolested hauled up his courses and boldly stood back towards the british ship receiving her fire and returning it with interest. Elizabeth gazed with lips apart and pale cheeks at the combatants, which now, surrounded by clouds of smoke, were rapidly exchanging broadsides. "'Oh, how dreadful!' she exclaimed. "'It seems as if they must destroy each other! How many souls will thus be launched into eternity! How fearful, too, if the pirate gains the victory! For I have heard tales of the horrible way—' they treat those they conquer, when their blood is up in such a fight as this. "'Little fear of that,' remarked Dean. "'Our brave countrymen are not likely to give in to a set of mongrel outlaws, as are these buccaneers. But mongrels as they are, they fight well, I acknowledge that. See, there goes the mast of one of the ships.' "'I can scarcely distinguish one from the other through the smoke,' said Elizabeth." it's the frigate's foremast i fear exclaimed dean she is attempting to board the pirate but no she has not succeeded the other shears off and continues firing at a distance as he spoke the two vessels which had for some short time been so close together as scarcely to be distinguished in the mists of the smoke now separated the pirate steering towards the land while the frigate lay with her foremast gone and several spars shot away from the mainmast while the rigging of the pirates seemed but little injured how fearful exclaimed elizabeth the pirates seem to have gained the victory not at all answered dean see the red flag of england still flies triumphant and probably if we could see the decks of the two vessels we should find that the pirate has been the greater sufferer his object was to cripple his antagonist and he has done so successfully while the wish of the english captain has been to destroy the pirates although the pirate was so standing that only her after guns could be brought to bear on the frigate she continued firing with them in return for a shot which the latter sent after her she now stood directly in for the mouth of the harbour and as she approached close to it her sails were quickly furled and several boats went out to her to assist in getting her in, while her own boats were lowered for the same purpose. End of chapter 31